To another episode of Dating But Nothing Serious with Gary and Natasha. Natasha, what up? What's going on, Gary? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's good. The world's good. still crazy. Everybody's still pandemicing, and yep. <laughs> I don't really see anybody really quarantining anymore, but it's nope. still a thing. Nope, just planning two vacations, <laughs> one in two weeks and one in December. For real? Where are you going? Uh, Two weeks I'm going to Virginia. In December, I'm going to Cancun. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. We just got back from California. How was that? A fucking blast. I tell you. I need to go there. Flights were less than 50 bucks round trip. You're right. You're like right there, though. I am right beside (laughs) it, but still. Um... And we, you know how like your company offers discounts on like wholesales or whatever through whatever, you know, their vendors. Um, We did employee pricing at a hotel that was like downtown. And so we were like close proximity to pretty much every fucking thing. And we, it was just super relaxing just because it was kind of supposed to be like one of those low key end of summer things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we went to couple different beaches we went on like a boat tour um and that wasn't expensive either we found it on groupon nice. and it was cool because it wasn't like overpop you know overpopulated or crowded um so it was cool and we decided How was to the go flight? fuck american airlines no dead ass listen i have never been a fan of american airlines never and i'm gonna tell you why my flights have either always been delayed or overbooked to the point that I can't, you know, like fly even though I have a confirmed ticket or they literally like, I remember um, my homegirl was coming in from Europe and we were meeting in New York. I ended up I specifically booked this flight out American and this was probably my first experience with them and it just left a bad taste and it's been bad since I booked my flight because coming from Europe, she was, it was a 13 hour flight for her. So I'm like, I'll get to New York first coming from Atlanta and I'll be there just like two hours and wait for her. She ended up waiting for me for six fucking hours because there was a layover in North Carolina and we didn't fly out until like six hours later. And I had no way of getting in contact with her because her phone, like, I felt like shit. And I, I was, I felt so bad. So anyway, it was with American. Before we even got to the airport, I started getting these text messages like, this is a full flight, you know, change your flight now for a $150 travel voucher. And I'm like, it is the middle of a fucking pandemic. Number one, your <laughs> flight shouldn't even be booked to capacity. And number two, no. why the fuck are you overselling flights? Yeah, like, you know how I many seats are on the fucking plane? <laughs> exactly. And on the on the flight going to California and on the flight coming back, the fucking that bitch was it was packed. It was like completely full. I'm like, I can't with American. Southwest, at least the middle seat is like free. Like they care somewhat. I don't know what American Airlines well, is no, doing. But it was Southwest quick. is not white wiping down chairs anymore. 
And well, that's okay because I don't know if American who was wiping them down either. But since you're gonna be like holding hands with the person sitting beside you, it don't even matter. <laughs> I we wiped our chairs and we took Clorox wipes and wiped everything down. But it was, I mean, the flight it is what it is. It was really quick, so it was okay. But it was just a nice little getaway, that's and we good. decided to go back and take um the motorcycles and just drive along the beach. Oh, nice. So it'll be fun, yeah. But um, Cancun, that's gonna be nice. You should stop yeah. there. We got a room that um steps out to the pool. <gasps> nice. Yep, I love those rooms. It's like you have your own private pool. You step right out to it. That's twenty four hours. So you ain't got to worry about the pool closing. That's true. That is super nice. Yeah. Did you get like a good pandemic deal on it? Yeah, we pay. What are we paying? Uh, I think for four nights we're paying like four or something. Oh, that ain't bad. Yeah, and then we both for the have, hotel. Yeah, and then we both already have vouchers. I, my like my voucher is with American, and she's a voucher with, with American as well. So I don't have to pay anything. I think she might have to pay like fifty dollars, if that for fight. Fuck American Airlines. I'm yeah. just I was, like in the the crazy thing is like right now, uh, like I have a voucher from back in May. I was supposed to go to Cabo. Mm-hmm. And it's like American doubled their prices now that the pandemic happened. Wow. Yeah. How is Mexico? I mean, can you even go to Mexico with the yeah. pandemic? They haven't I closed know, the border off to us yet? No, I know a few people that just, I just, just went there. Wow. Yeah. But um, we, we didn't introduce the episode. We didn't. We just went on this tangent <laughs> about travel. Fucking A. Uh, episode 52 there is there's something about molly yes um we have a very special guest and interview coming on right now um we have molly from pillow talk double diva and 90 day fiance yes and she is a hoot she's so much fun we talk about her business we talk about louise we talk about pillow talk her favorite guests just enjoy indulge we talk about boobies and uh, how to how to slide into someone's dms successfully and the k1 visa process you think about going through that and she gives a little bit tips about being aware of things going on with people overseas as well when it comes to dating Mm mm-hmm Yep, stay but, tuned. Uh, yep, enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. What's up, Natasha? What's up, Gary? How are you? Doing well. I'm doing well. We have a um very, very special guest on today. Super special guest. Yes. And she's still famous. Yes. <laughs> From 90 Day Fiance, we have Molly. And, and pillow, pillow Talk. And Pillow Talk. Hey, guys. Well, uh beef me up a little bit. I mean, I'm like just a regular girl. Y'all like she's so famous. Uh-uh, I'm You're regular. You can, be, you can be regular and famous. It's okay. Now international platform, yes. right? But it's all good. What's up, you guys? Good. I have to tell you, Molly, I am a huge fan. What makes you such a fan? Listen, I've never asked a fan why they're a fan, but I really want to know. Like, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> Maybe why. you're crazy. Is like a couple different reasons. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Georgia peach too, so we we do have that. Okay, yes, shout out. Exactly. <laughs> but you are so just transparent. Keep it real. You are like, <laughs> you're the shit. 
you, you don't sugarcoat it. It is what the fuck it is. And you just live it. You own it. And I appreciate that. I, I have always enjoyed watching you, especially on Pillow Talk. You're hilarious. Well, thank you. You know, I think like at the end of the day, I'm grateful to have such a fantastic platform to be able to talk about, you know, my truth and like my business and stuff. But when I first started even doing any type of reality television, it simply was to have a great avenue to um, showcase what I'm really passionate about, which is um, bras and women mm-hmm. and, and, you know, intimacy and all these things that I do in my business. But, you know, when you have such a platform, you can also speak on things where other people may not have a voice. And I think as of lately and recently and, and you know, what we got going on in the world, I'm glad that they did a second round of um, the pandemic episode and the quarantine special because I was able to really speak on some mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. that I've experienced or witnessed and ask questions too for uh, people who have gone through a lot of painstaking problems throughout their lives. Mm-hmm. So That's amazing. it's not just about being a 90 day fiance and finding love. It's really about just um, at the end of the day, love is love, right? And you got to love your neighbor and we got to love each other and we got to, cross promote for people and humanity yep. right? absolutely yep. is did you start doing 90 day fiance to um shed a little more light on your business or were they completely separate it actually was completely separate but i knew in the back of my mind if at any point you know they were really showcasing my life that i would have to go to work um i've always worked and so it wasn't just like i'm gonna get married and be a stay-at-home mom or a desperate housewife or whatever (laughs) um so i thought you know at the very least help they might have shown him trying to come up in here and work and help me do some things but that didn't (laughs) But the background of that is, you know, um, I really did fall in love for two years prior to and knew nothing about this show. So my business partner was watching and it was just one of her guilty pleasures. And she's like, they said at the end of the show, if you know somebody going through the K-1 process to hit hit them up. And so I did. And I was like, what are you talking about? What is the show? I didn't know anything about it. And at that time, I don't think there was quite as much crazy drama unfolding as kind of what it's kind of gotten yeah. into. Mm-hmm. Um, I really saw some true troopers like Russ and Powell, you know, some of the original people and they're still together and they have a beautiful family. So I was inspired by it, you know, and then I was like, okay, I guess, but clearly it, it didn't end up being the way I thought it would be, but that's okay too. Yeah. Right. That is yeah. okay. As long as you're okay. Yeah. I'm great. You know, I'm just single and up in here working and finding new ways to make money yes. during a pandemic and <laughs> trying not to sell myself short. Shout out to the people that can get their only fans and all that. <laughs> Do you have one yet? Is that, is that a DBNS exclusive? <laughs> Molly's no, only fans? <laughs> no, no, but you totally should think about it. Yeah, especially you can do whatever you want on there. <laughs> exactly. And then modeling your well, undergarments. Like... Um, I just kind of throw it out there anyway, and I have such a following, they'll go to our website. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, I have a real product to sell, and um, I think when I showcase myself in it, it's not for some big ego boost or anything, but I'm a middle-aged, had two kids, a little overweight, like to eat some pizza, you know? <laughs> so with huge boobs, and I'm in the boob biz, mm-hmm. so I feel like I'm a really good candidate for my store. And when you look at a lot of, you know, lingerie ads, let's face it, no one ever 
ever, ever has looked like the girls in those ads, except the girls in those right. ads. I mean, like Victoria, we call it Victoria Suckett, but <laughs> nobody <laughs> looks like that. Well, they're going you know? bankrupt so anyway, so. We, we've tried to showcase um, a lot of just real women, real bras, real lives. You know, this is who we are and this is what we look like. And not everybody on the planet is interested in having a 360 and a BBL, yeah. right? Some people are just like, I, this is who I am and this is what I am. So <laughs> we got to have a little something for That's everybody. true. That's true. How did uh, Lewis acclimate to the business part of, you know, you? I don't think that he ever really did. I think that he was so thought he was getting like good time girl, fun all the time, go to this. And he had an agenda. So he uh, really groomed me for about two years. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't take that back just because I got to learn a lot about the country and the mm -hmm. culture and myself, you know, when I went there, um, after I had met him and I went back several times and a couple times was really kind of on a mission trip because there's a lot of really uh, poor children in the country. And when you take toothbrushes and toothpaste and you take the little kits and they're so excited, like it's Christmas morning and then you bust in the party with like 12 pizzas, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we take for granted that here we can be like, Oh, we're not having dinner. Let's order yeah. pizza. It's not like that. Yeah. Here. You know, there's, there's not a pizza joint on every other corner. And I kind of had to round the house and cause I was very emotional mm -hmm. um, and it humbled me greatly. And it took me back to when I was very little and, you know, my grandparents had an outhouse and I raised on a farm. So when you're in the country and there's no running water and there's no to flushable toilet and everybody bays out of a bucket, like that's really, that's happening today. It was happening then. It's still happening today, three hours by plane south of here, yeah. you know? So it, it humbles you and we're spoiled as Americans and it is a land of opportunity. Like I've came up with four new business ideas during a quarantine and a pandemic and I've managed to, be able to do some things to keep my doors open. Whereas, you know, some people don't have that opportunity for sure. Very true. Very yeah. true. Yeah. That's definitely good. Cause you have like, you have, I saw that you switched from doing the bras to the mask which on, uh -huh. on the quarantine um, episode. See, I'm a new fan, a quarantine fan. I, um, <laughs> I think a lot of people yeah. are, we saw such an influx. Yeah, my girlfriend you know, has been a fan forever and she put me onto it. <laughs> Cause a lot of people are staying home. So they started watching yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, I get a lot of couples in here and women are like, I love you, but I think my husband loves you more. And I'm like, okay, he's either a boob <laughs> man. Cause I'm certainly not an ass. I don't have an ass really. Um, or he knows that I can cook a hell of a tray of biscuits <laughs> and fries and bacon. Which one is it? And she's like, probably both girl. And she's like, and you're just real and you don't care. And, and she's like, you make women feel good. So now he wants to buy me something from your store. Oh, nice. <laughs> And uh, so I've had a lot of those. And I think that's cool that, you know, these husbands who, who don't even probably ever watch this type of stuff are watching it and they're fangirling over me. It's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. And so I'm like, what? Are you serious? And I think it is because I'm real. You know, I'm, I'm real. I've been 40 pounds lighter, 40 pounds heavier, and I've been the in-between. And it doesn't really matter. Right. It doesn't matter. And I think that that's why, because I'm not super, super. Are your DMs going crazy? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in okay. a good way, you know, and some are not, but some are good content for a comedy road show. So I'll tell you all about that when it's ready to okay. rock. 
that's gonna be called the dick tape. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're not about dating your dating anymore. life. I really haven't had one. I mean, obviously, um, I've talked to a couple people, but I'm kind of choosy. And if somebody comes at me fresh off the cuff, like just with some nasty garbage mouth and blase blah, I'm like, there's no substance there. I don't need that. I want to know, like, can you bust up in here and help me tag 25 boxes of inventory? And can you, do you have a passport? Can we hop on a plane and go on a trip when the, you know, it's lifted that we can go somewhere and can you afford a five-star hotel? And it's not about the money, but it's about, you know, I guess I've heard this statement my whole life and never thought about it, but being equally yoked with somebody and that's, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially. Yeah. Um, I'm to the point where I, I can do whatever I pretty much want to do for myself. So if you can't match that or come with some reciprocity and be cool, then I don't want it. I don't need it. Cause I'm actually very happy in my own bed, watching my own thing, <laughs> doing my own stuff. <laughs> I love that. And you know, that's it. And, and I would love to have like, and I have had some great conversations. As a matter of fact, I'm talking to someone now, but at, at the point in which we do get to meet each other, we've already kind of uncovered a lot of things. Cause it's a straight up questionnaire for me at this point, you know, cause people want to text, they don't want to talk. And I'm not down for that. You can't hear like commitment and, and, and tone and things. When someone just texts, I think we're in a world of so much socialization, dating and like texting. I'm like, I'm a grown ass woman. Pick up the phone. You we know, let's that. talk. Yeah. I, let's have a conversation. Let's go somewhere and have dinner and the vibe is cool and the music is great. And maybe we had a couple cocktails and now we probably should Uber, you know, like, and let's get up and dance. Let's pretend like no one else is in the room. We don't have to be in love off the rip, but can we at least do something that might get yeah, us definitely. there? Do you, you online know, date? Um, I've never been on like a particular dating app site, but the person that I'm talking to came through my direct messages on my mm -hmm. social. So, but I didn't give him my phone number until six oh, months. Wow. Oh, wow. Because I wanted to know for sure that, you know, I wanted to see, I wanted to see what it was about. And then it's like, if I'm ready, then we can talk. But once we're past that point and we exchange numbers, it's no longer a texting thing, right? It's video chatting and it's, it's face to face without being face to face because he's in a completely other state and it wasn't, we weren't allowed to do okay. that. So we'll answer this, but it's cool. since this is like a dating podcast because one thing we've never really gone into detail about is like DM dating. So if someone slides into your DMs, what is the best way for them to actually get your attention or get noticed if it's in your DMs versus on an app? Honestly, I try, if they're private, then it's, it's kind of a no, because I'm like, I can't really see anything about you. Like I have to ask a few questions. Um, if I see one picture in the recent with a female or in your, in like your profile, I'm like, is that your wife or your girlfriend? Because if that's the case, why are you in my messages and you need to buy her a gift card to my store right now? One man said, well, I'm bored. I'm like, well, you need to get the hell unbored because something's not that's right. Loud. I can help y'all with date night. 
and you got five minutes, or I'm screenshotting this, and I'm about to tell her that you're an ass. <laughs> Don't yeah. do this. It's made it too easy. And if people think that I'm that girl, they can keep it moving because I'm not here to be. Uh, a side chick or a homewrecker or a whatever. I don't have time for that. And I don't yeah. want, like, you need to focus your energy on your person. And I think that that's part of in this dating thing. And I can say this from a female perspective, because I see a lot of women that come in that have been married forever. Right. And I do a lot of bridal parties where there's women that are there that have been married forever that are like, oh, I wouldn't wear that. And I'm like, well, are you married? And the woman was like, divorced. And I'm like, then maybe you should have <laughs> You know, I'm not going to have you up in here jaw jacking the bride who looks good in everything and being a Debbie Downer because she's found her boot yeah. or whatever, you know. And I think that a lot of times we get comfortable and we're okay with stuff and we don't keep that spice that we once had, you know, and – um, I, I can't speak on relationships for longevity and stuff like that because I think I settled for something that I knew wasn't me. And then my daughter's father, he had someone. And the whole time we were together, yeah. and, and I found out because she let me know when we decided we were going to get married and buy a house oh, wow. together. But, you know, it's what was the problem. And I'm not going to sit here and say he was the dirty dog cheating. I was committed to a business. So sometimes we have to self-analyze what are we willing to give and what are we willing to take, you know, and where do we meet in the middle? Um, but I, I immediately shut somebody down if they come to me ridiculous. But like I said, all these pictures, like, ah, oh, honey, they got names and I'm about to write some <laughs> moving parts and put it in a, superimpose it in a, a poetic set. And go on. So would you ever <laughs> um, date someone and go through the K-1 visa process again? I'm not opposed to it, but it is not easy. Um, even long distance dating, you know, it's like at what point, especially with me having children in a business established in Georgia, is it is it unfair to say that if I meet someone from another state, which I have that I'm talking to, um, do, you, do you move or do they move? At what point do you decide you're going to, you know, change your whole existence for yeah. love? Um, and the K-1 process if that happened, honey, I want somebody that's got a castle and skull <laughs> or is truly the prince of Africa or Egypt or wherever he's coming from because I'll be damned if I'm going to lose money on a man that is not serious ever again because I work too damn hard for my stuff. Do, are you, are, you know? do, do you speak with Luis anymore? No. He, um, he had someone here. Um, so he basically groomed me for oh, wow. a couple of years to go to Jersey and be with his girl. But um, rumor has it that she withdrew her petition. And she was older than me, too. But she was Dominican. Okay. okay. So he was ultimately dating both of you? He came ultimately for her? Is that what you're I saying? I really don't know the whole story, but it happened quickly. And as soon as um, he was gone, as soon as we got the paper um he was like i need i need copies of the divorce decree i'm getting oh, married wow. so it was very quick it was very you know as soon as he landed on american soil on that plane the person that i knew and grew to love for two years was a totally different does person. that give you some sort of ptsd when it comes to dating now no it doesn't give me PTSD because I feel like everything that you do in life, if you don't learn something from it, then 
that's your mm-hmm. fault. You know, like it gives me awareness of what I do and don't want. Um, and not to just be, you know, about it, about, yeah. you know, like, oh, he's so cute and great and swoop me off my feet. It makes me think more in my own mind versus this young, fun girl's mind that was in the relationship. Okay. <laughs> so the pillow. But I'm open. open. You know, I would love, I don't even know if people know how to date. It's different. Anymore. It's a different world. <laughs> it is so different. You know, it's like, is it really a date or is it, we're going to, we've been talking now we meet and what's the expectation? Is it, is it, can I just go home? Do you have expectation? You know, do they think I have expectation? Yeah. And it's like, if you can't communicate effectively or tell the truth, I'm honest to a fault. Um, so I, I never used to be that girl. And I think I've, I've, I'm more in tune and a little more open in my older now, you know, I said, I don't think people should wait till they're in their forties to be like, I'm not doing this or say, no, it is okay to say no to things that aren't going to serve me or that I don't want to do. That doesn't mean it's a fight, but, and it's not even things that you don't want to do. Cause there are certain things that I'm willing to do, even though it may not be my cup of tea. I mean, it's just about boundaries I went to and compromise. <laughs> and I had no desire to sit around and, but, you know, at least I can say I went to the Masters in Augusta. That was cool. And I just found a bunch of people that were having a good time partying. And I found the uh, premium liquor oh, wow. tent. So, hey, <laughs> I made the best yeah. of it. <laughs> so, this season of um, Nine Day Fiance and what's the, the other way? Who were your favorite couples? Uh-huh. Um, I would have to say, um, Kenny and Armando, the gay couple in Mexico, I absolutely adore them because I feel like, you know, they're, they're pushing the gamut by having this couple on this national show. And I think it's important, you know, and I'm okay Mm -hmm. with it. Um, and I feel like you can feel energy, energy surpasses all television screens and boundaries and the world, right? Cause we're all made of it. So it feels good. Um, I like them. Um, that's the for before the 90 days, that's, right? Yeah, um, from 90s, yeah. yeah, or the other way. I can't keep <laughs> up. Listen, my brain, I'm over here thinking, God, whose bras didn't I ship out? Or, you know, so sexy for his wife. What do you think about Jenny and Smith? I, I don't know. That's crazy to me. Uh, but I like them. I get, you know, I'm supposed to, I actually been working with an Indian manufacturer. So I was like, Oh, what if I go and I can meet them over there? That would be cool. And you know, vibe in the country. Um, I feel bad for her because she wants to get married, but there is like the process of divorce or whatever. And that's the thing. Right. So, um, I feel like I was prepared for my person. I had my career. I had my home. I wasn't sleeping on my kid's couch. I didn't need to borrow money from my friends. I didn't need somebody to give me a job so that I could get qualified to be a financier. Like, and I feel like some of these people are just not, their stuff is not together. And I also did some, you know, learning because even the first time I went to meet Luis's family, I said, what am I supposed to wear? Cause I didn't want to be offensive or disrespectful. If his mother is and his father are like priests and pastors yeah. and, I'm not supposed to wear shorts in their house. You know, I didn't know because I was on vacation. So he was like, no, it's okay. 
But then I had to take off my stack shoes because I towered over them and she gave me some slides. <laughs> and I think it's important to learn those cultural that is differences. Very you know, for out of respect for the family. Yeah, I definitely see that with some of the cast members that some of them actually go in and learn about them. Um, Especially when it comes to dealing with your significant other's mother. The mother is always going to have more of an opinion. That's true. So that's very true. Would you convert religions? Personally, I don't know so much that I would convert, but I would certainly respect the boundaries and the barriers. And I feel like I do that already with just the amount of people that come into my store. And I can give you an example. Um, I was born and raised in Georgia, obviously very Southern Baptist background, Christian faith. Um, But I've traveled a lot. And I feel like this is just our car and my soul and my spirit speaks way different language than what I was raised to believe religiously. So I don't feel like I'm mm-hmm. a religious person. You're spiritual. I feel like I'm spirit filled and I'm very spiritual. And, and even in that vein, I've had friends that I've had long conversations with about different religions and different things down to someone thinking that I'm a Wiccan or I'm a witch or a <laughs> you know, Ruharia because I practice all this because I'm a Echisera and I have yeah. owls and Buddhists. But it wasn't about that at all. It was about where I traveled and I had artifacts. I mean, I have African masks on my wall. I have Nepalese heads. I have crosses too. I have everything. So um, I want to know. I feel like we should know about other people's stuff. And I just had like a client yesterday who was, um, she was Mormon and she can't bra fit without a white cami over her body. And then I had another client getting married for the first time who is a very staunch Muslim lady comes in with her head wrapped and everything. And, but underneath her clothes, she wanted the most beautiful lingerie. So I've learned a lot just in my own store. And I, I want to know, because I think at the end of the day, no matter what your faith that you believe, if it's good, Mm-hmm. It's love, 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 period. So I just am of that, that if we just do, you know, act in love and do better, we can all do better, regardless of who you are, where you're from, your race, your religion. Like, we just have a mighty work still to do. Yeah. Answer. Um, so the person that, that, that you're speaking with um, now, would you think the that would have, the new, but would you think that would have happened <laughs> if we weren't in quarantine? Or that's, that's something that happened because we was in quarantine. Um, I think it could have, you know, we're, we're from different backgrounds and um, he has a pretty heavy job. Um, and, it, and at first I was like, oh, I don't know, because there's a lot of flat going on right now. Oh, um, he's okay. a detective. <laughs> so, you know, and I thought, wow, but what a great outlet I could have for you know, there's, there are some really God awful yeah. cops out there, but I thought, man, how, how could I convey like the goodness that lives inside of some of these people? Cause I'm, you know, all for, um, protesting and, and things that matter over the last few months. As a matter of fact, you'll see on the next quarantine special, some of the stuff that, um, we did around here and things that have happened, but it's, it's just that up next level, you know, of, Let's have this conversation. And I think that's maturity um, and knowing and someone who's established, you know, but it might not have, it might have, I mean, I was ready to take a couple trips here and there and, um, you know, it, it just <laughs> <happens>. <laughs> So is it serious or is it too early to tell? 
it's too early to tell. I mean, you know, the conversation is great. It's nice to have someone that you can actually have a conversation with that has intellect and thought. And that's the thing. You can disagree with someone, but when you can communicate and talk to each other on a level that is pretty sound, you don't have to have the same belief system, but you can talk about what you believe and what they believe. And you could come together and say, you know, this is what it is, but this is what I believe. So that comes from just really, I think, mature conversation. For sure. If you had a do-over when it comes to the whole 90-day fiancé process, if you had a do-over, what would you do differently? Um, honestly, I don't know. But as far as the show, um, I felt like I was blasted a couple of times. I would have more control over what is shown to the public because I would have never left my child. She doesn't even get to spend the night with her friends. So I think there's just some things that happen in the way it's cut. It looks like you're doing things that are not very mm-hmm. good. Um, and I would have never allowed the conversation that happened yeah. during my season in the basement with my child about sex with her boyfriend. That was disgusting to me. And I had no idea. So I was horrified because at the end of the day, I still have an image that I kind of want to uphold as far as what my thoughts are and how I deal with my children and who I mm-hmm. am as a female. Um, and I'm not okay with, you know, certain things. I don't let my child spend the night with anybody. And that's, it's kind of sad, but I don't know people, you know, when we live in a world where there are some pervs out there and some pedophiles and people, and I just, I don't know. So I think that that was something that kind of was built into my story, but it's the way that it's cut sometimes, you know, and, and I also, um, wasn't just out here as a desperado corn dog <laughs> cougar chasing down some Dominican ding dog. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that at all. <laughs> I could have gotten that up the street. And it would have cost a lot less money, right? So I wasn't desperate for some young dude to come and drill me down in bed. That wasn't it. that wasn't it at all. So I think that you just when you open yourself up to that in the public people will develop an opinion about you based solely on what they see right there on that screen in 20 minutes of your life. So, but the good news story is I was able to turn um, some people that sent me some real nasty stuff and my direct messages uh, ended up having kind of a positive spin because especially some of the women, I'm like, what would make you come after somebody like this and be so hateful? Tell me what happened. What happened? One lady was like, well, my mom married this man and he was our stepdad and da, da, da. I said, so let's talk about it. Just because it happened to you this way doesn't mean this is this my way, but maybe this will be therapy for you. But how you just can't go attacking folks based on, like I said, two minutes of my life yeah. on a show across 10 episodes to make it 20. So I think that's big that you would even take the time to just be so considerate. Because I don't know that I would have done that if you just immediately come at me not truly trying to understand who I am and you're just in attack mode. Especially if it's going back to back. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people out here hurting and they're using, you know, what they call them, the keyboard bullies, man. And I'm like, listen, what's up? That's true. They take take (laughs) the anger out on you. 
Yeah. But I'm one of those people that's like, well, you know, this I is can, my address. Can Come it. tell me this in my face and not behind a keyboard. <laughs> no, you know, and I'm from the country. When I was in college, I lived in South of Atlanta for a while, which is kind of hood. So I'm like, you know, if people, I don't, I, oh, I can't take a gift out that mouth. I will. I have. I don't want to be that girl, though. I'm too old to be swinging on folks. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> but um yes the but well, we really appreciate you coming um on today um do you want to plug anything before we finish up honestly you know for anybody out there listening if you know you are having some intimacy issues or there's things you want to try that you've never done or if your guys looking at like a picture or something is like that's hot hit me up i know how to dress girls for their body types. I know how to build boobs and butts and do all kinds of cool stuff. And I do virtual fittings. And also for women that just, you just need a post-op or pick me up or something, just hit me up because I do virtual fittings all over the world. And it ends up being a really good therapy session. And we laugh and we cry. And, you know, fellas, if you want to shop for your girl and you don't have a clue what to do, I just need a picture. Mm. Like I'm very good at that. And I'm, I've, I've, I've had a lot of experience in this dressing room because when the curtain closed, the secrets spill <laughs> out. And I, I, uh, I've heard a lot. And so I think there's a lot of people who are, are wanting to try stuff and they're just not sure how to go about it as far as dressing up or they don't know what to do. I mean, so hit me up. I'm here. You can do a virtual fitting with me. Can book me. It's twenty five bucks, but it goes towards your purchase. Or even if you just need some assistance, hit us up. We we go all over, and we're ready to do it nice. more. And y'all might be playing me soon. You just don't know. Just keep peeping on the pillow top, but yeah. something oh, like uh-huh. that. <laughs> some secrets. I might be, you know, getting the real thing. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> if me and my girl are going to stop by when we come to Georgia next time. Please do. It's such an experience and it's so fun. And everybody in here just loves on everybody. And it's just a non-judgment space for women from all walks of life. And we're very proud of that. Yeah. Well, Molly, thank you so much. This was a really fun interview. And I can hook up all these newbies trying to date, baby, on their date night. I know. We're good. Come on over to fantasy land. (laughs) Get hooked up for that first date. (laughs) Yep. Love it. well, Well, thank you so much. You All too. right, you guys, thank have a great you. night. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.